This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, now the Shannon in the Morning Big Show Podcast. It's CBS FM. No, how are you, sir? I am very well. Is this one of the proudest moments of your career? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Wait a minute. <laughs> I thought that was one. Of, I thought that was Patty talking. <laughs> that didn't sound like that. What's that? That was What's Hugh that? Hefner. That was Brad talking to Hugh Hefner. I know. But not today. It wasn't, it's, no. <laughs> when did that happen? That was. Uh, that would have been his fiftieth uh, anniversary of Playboy magazine. All in- right. Let me talk. Let me hear what what it was. What happened? Really? Uh, Hugh Hefner. How long ago was it? This is uh, twelve twelve years ago. Twelve years ago, you were yeah. just a baby. Working yeah, I was a baby me. DJ. Is this one of the proudest moments of your career? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when I started the magazine in the summer of 53, I didn't put a date on the first issue because I didn't know there'd be a second issue. To be here after 50 years and to have the magazine still, once again, be the most popular men's magazine on the planet is delicious. I mean, there was a point in time in the 1980s when we were really going through a very rough time. The magazine is so hot again. The brand is so hot again. It's just fantastic. When you started out, did you expect to have all these women around you 50 years on. If you wanted to, if you wanted to meet girls, you didn't start editing a magazine. You wanted to become a rock musician or something like that. Who knew? I didn't know. Yeah, the next 50 years. You looking forward to that? Well, as many of them as I can handle. My mother lived to be 101, so we'll see. Thank you. How about that? Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. Interesting. So nice. Talking about his mother. Yeah. How uh, was he? 91. 91. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful man. Every yeah. time I met him or you know, ran past him, always gracious and nice. Why shouldn't chatting. he be? Yeah, just so <laughs> positive. He was really a gentleman. Yeah. He got the golden ring. Yeah. He did. Did he did take, didn't he take that uh, Viagra every day? Yeah, all the time. I don't know. I wouldn't know about that. He encouraged me I to don't start know taking about it. Either. I just no, know what I've read. <laughs> he, said, he said he didn't want to get a sunburn. Is it? <laughs> Okay. And he didn't want those pesky sheets all over his yeah, legs yeah. all the time. So <laughs> he used that. We got more than three hours sleep last night, obviously. I did, actually. How did you know? <laughs> yeah, I could tell by the perky way you did that uh, big announcement there. Thank you. Wow. All right. Steven Seagal reared his ugly head. <laughs> he slams the NFL players who kneel during the national anthem. I believe in free speech. I believe that everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I don't agree they should hold the United States of America or the world hostage by taking a venue where people are tuning in to watch a football game and imposing their political views. He was on Good Morning Britain yesterday. He said, uh, I respect the American flag. I myself have risked my life countless times for that flag. And he's in the land of the redcoats saying this? <laughs> I don't understand or agree with this kind of behavior. It's an outrage. The only question I have, I'd like to know how he risked his life. In countless films, Scott. Yeah. For the flag. That he was doesn't... in the Army or the Navy in a couple of films. Well, he was pretending. <laughs> Stephen, that doesn't <laughs> no, count in wait. a movie. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. <laughs> Didn't he become a sheriff or part of the Border Patrol? Yeah, I think you're right. I oh, think he yeah. went on those ride-alongs. Oh, that's right. Okay. He Hold. risked. He didn't. Ri- oh, well, how does that for? That's not for the flag. 
Well. He's running around. They When, so, when it's some big star in the car, they don't let him out of the car when people are shooting. Yeah. They don't take him that way. Yeah. Oh, they no, go the other way, the safe way. Right. Well, let's go to his uh, law enforcement work. Um, has been a reserve deputy chief in the Jefferson Parish, Louisiana Sheriff's Office. A I reserve deputy chief. Yeah, that's he right. almost He's fell out of the police team. car one night. No, that counts. He gets a badge. Go. All right. All right. It just sounds a little ridiculous. This is Steven I Seagal. myself have risked my life countless times for the American flag. <laughs> I guess. Patty Steele is here. She's got the latest uh, Hollywood gossip and other stuff. <laughs> and other stuff. We call it the what Daily Dirt. What an incredible dirt. introduction. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. It came right out of your mind. Here's the other stuff. <laughs> You're a regular uh, John Sterling. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I need his writer, obviously. <laughs> As we've been telling you this morning, Hugh Hefner has died. His impact on our sexual culture is pretty undeniable. Some think he exploited women for monetary gain. Others salute him for being uh, sort of at the forefront of the sexual revolution. Revolution. He began the magazine in 1953 with Marilyn Monroe as his cover girl. And inside, shockingly, she was topless. Hefner still lived in that anachronism, the Playboy Mansion, even though he sold it a few years ago to a 33-year-old guy named Darren Metropolis, whose dad owns Paps Blue Ribbon Beer and Hostess Cupcakes. Imagine you imagine that. owning those two oh, things? Oh, cool. Imagine <laughs> that back in the day when he first started, it, you know, the old guys would get the magazine. Oh, the yeah. Those... I just saw Marilyn Monroe nips. Exactly. <laughs> in that Playboy, that new magazine. Well, young Darren paid $100 million for that old house with the codicil that... How much? Hef, $100 million bucks. Ow. Hef could live out his golden years in the uh, infamous bedroom in the How mansion. How about that? You did. own a house and you got an old guy up in the attic. He or... didn't care. He owns the house next door. And his plan has been that once Hef goes, he's going to connect the two. He's going to keep the, the house. I'm sure refresh it. Can you imagine that? Thirty sheets. Thirty-three years old. You know, a lot of guys. A lot of guys um, when they marry for the second or third time, they usually go for a younger woman. Not always, but right, right. many times. Yeah, yeah. They they somehow can't go age appropriate, so they want to get a, you well, know. Some do. It's but not, he, not everyone. <laughs> but he would marry women mm-hmm. that were where he could be their great grandfather. Right. He'd be as much a daddy as a as a husband to them, and they would yeah, say that they a, felt he, like but he, he was... could be the great granddaddy. Yes, I know, I know. Yeah. When he right. was in his, his age, age, late eighties, right. he'd marry a girl twenty four, twenty five yeah. years old. Do you admire him for that, or does that make you kind of no? Creep I don't. Out? I think it's creepy. I think, yeah. but yeah. I don't know. Just God bless America. So this is crazy. Some <laughs> some cops in Crawfordsville, Indiana, saw what they thought was a robbery and opened fire on the bad guy. Turns out it was actor Jim Duff. He was wearing a ski mask, carrying a gun as he backed out of a brewery. Cops told him to drop the gun. He turned toward them, and one of the cops fired a shot. Fortunately, it just missed him. But he dropped the gun, yanked off his mask, and told him he was on a movie set. Who was he? His name is Jim Duff. He was shooting a, some kind of, a, I don't know, he was a bank robbery scene. I'm familiar with scene. Mr. Duff. Crawfordsville cops say they weren't told the scene was being shot. But the actor was. Uh, so it seems, as you mentioned earlier, Scott, that during her interview with Megyn Kelly, Jane Fonda was displeased with a leading question about plastic surgery. <laughs> so Jane turns 80 in a couple of months. She does look fabulous. She was, I don't think Robert had the same doctor. No, she was with Robert, who's 81, and clearly has had no work done <laughs> to talk about that new movie. It's a, a December love affair called Robert's Souls at Night. Done. Doesn't look like what? it if you looked at he it. He hasn't yesterday. had any work done. <laughs> You gotta be kidding me. 
Robert did you, Redford. Did Robert you? Redford. His eyes. He's had his eyes done. Okay. Okay. Well, nothing around him. <laughs> he shouldn't sit next to her then because she looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the rest of the face probably would have caught up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I had no idea that he had done that. I, th- I don't know. I would put Kermit on that. I got no. You already. You already on it. We don't need Kermit. You got to figure it out. It's, a lot of people say that when they look at him. It's you know, if anybody should do it, he should. But then again, you got to admire him for just believing it like it is. Yeah, or maybe he just needs a new doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if get he James did. doctor. Seven seventeen oh, really at CBS FM. He put a stop to things, didn't he? got to do a shout out and thanks to our friend sam and uh his friend brianna they're from the hard rock cafe in Times square they brought by breakfast today their latest burger inspired by the new movie kingsman the golden circle which i loved they call it the poppy burger it's only available through october the 6th Mm. it's a take on the burger that if you in the movie the villain, Poppy, played by Julianne Moore, and she does this burger. It's barbecued Julianne Moore. No. <laughs> it's, it's, mm. it's barbecued um, uh, henchman. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I don't it's, think that's In the movie. It is. That's what it is? In the movie. Yeah. No, oh, in the he, movie, he, yeah. I was going to say, Louie told me it was pork. Oh. No, it's no. got beef, it's got pork, it's got a no, bourbon No, I'm not saying the glaze. burger they're serving is a Yeah, is please, a please. They're trying to, they're, we're trying to be nice to them. And you're, <laughs> so much fake you're news. You're inferring. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, in the movie, it's a hilarious scene where a guy ends up in a meat grinder, and then they turn right. him into a burger. I got you. Okay. No. <laughs> I didn't know it was a comedy. <laughs> Check it out at your nearest Hard Rock location. Go to hardrock.com. Thank you again. Oh, my God. Every time we get something going, what happens? What happens? He brings it to a screeching halt. You're the one bringing up the fake penises. (laughs) Point well taken, Sean. You know what? You might be right. I just looked through this whole story about the lady on the Southwest Airlines flight. Mm-hmm. who was uh, crying and bitching about being thrown off right. the plane after she wanted the the pets, the dogs who were on the plane to be taken they off moved, yeah. instead of her. But it says Southwest has a printed policy. It says our policy states that a customer without a medical certificate may be denied boarding if they report a life-threatening allergic reaction and cannot travel safely with an animal on board. And that's what they told her. And she refused to leave, and that's when they took her off. Now, even considering all that, Southwest Airlines still apologized for the treatment that she got. But she would not move. And in that situation, they picked her up and, and tried to carry well, her. But, but, so well, she was already on the plane? It wasn't Southwest personnel that picked her up, though. Those no, appeared to be police. deputies yeah. or, or local, you know. They were Baltimore police officers. Yeah. But she was saying, I'll get up, I'll walk, and then one officer, like, Well, that's what you saw and... on the tape, Sue. We don't yeah. know what how long it, how long was the delay before she was willing to say that. I mean, she just yes. refused yeah, to move. True. But she said she would walk, but the, the, you can hear the officer Shouting, then walk. Why don't you walk? Yeah, Go ahead and walk. Other passengers, too, saying, you're not trying. They were actually, like, clapping when they were. she was getting 
taken off the yeah, plane. Yeah, because she was mouthing off to him. That's all, That always happens because you're sitting there. It's happened to me a couple of times. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there waiting to, for the plane to take off. You can't wait to get where you're going. And there's one person mouthing off to the yeah. flight like, attendant. Oh, nah, I've seen it up. happen time and time again. Yeah. I saw one couple uh, from Long Island. That they were on a plane and they were really mouthing off because they couldn't sit with their husband. Or this lady was mouthing off because they wanted mm-hmm. to sit with their family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she was really nasty. And then all of a sudden they say, Well, the airlines, in fairness, the airlines have asked for this because you go on to buy an airline ticket and you say, okay, here are the prices. There are almost no seats ever available anymore. So they just say, oh, you're going to have to wait and get your seat when you board. They don't, they do it to themselves. Back, you know, not that many years ago, when you bought a ticket, you pretty much could, you choose your seat. And if there were none left, there were none left. Now they block all those seats. So they set themselves up for these problems. Why do they block the seats? Because they, it's because they try to sell them for certain amounts of money, or they save them for people that are member mileage. You know, I all kinds the, of things. Uh, I think the actual practice is called yield management. It's a way to maximize total fare dollars by uh, minimizing uh, the, the fluidity you have within the cabin. Right. Minimizing the fluidity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. These travel yeah. sites like Priceline and Kayak, like that, you buy these tickets now. You can't choose your seat. You, you can't yeah. take your bag yeah. until you get yeah. there, and then they try to charge you like seventy five dollars to pick your seat but i think i think the important thing is the way that you respond to it when you're on the plane you cannot yes. you, you cannot be it. abusive and use that kind of no, language you're, you're yeah. absolutely right but the other side of it is you'll get nowhere with them because they don't care if you just keep your mouth yeah. shut and sit down it doesn't matter yeah, if your you six-year-old can, is in the back of the plane you do a lot you do a lot better if you speak in a respectful I, tone of voice and i you don't disagree with that that you can be moved I I I just in this feel that the airlines have taken advantage yeah, of us in in recent years by they were trapped. There's no yeah, doubt yeah. about that. There's no doubt about that. But they're they're trying to make as much money as they can. Well, and okay. In the process, well, give up a little bit so people stay. Let civil me finish and calm. what I was saying. In the process, you know, they've kind of taken taken no consideration of our rights yeah. and our comfort on the plane. Yeah. yeah, if you're flying with your family, you would like to sit in the vicinity of your family. Right, especially like you and I have a large family. Right, and yeah, you got a bunch of kids you want you want but to... you're not going to... If you wait until the last minute, you're not going to get it that. Isn't a, it, that it, I don't Scott, think that has I, anything to do with that No, anymore. I've booked flights mon- a month or two in advance and still not been able to pick a seat. I see an I awful lot you, of families flying together. Discussion of travel practices across <laughs> yeah. the country. Well, it gets people really worked up. This is a this is very intelligent, highly informed, and intellectual discourse. It is something we expect. <laughs> You're the only one to use big words, though. Here at CBS FM, Brad Blanks has been on the prowl, and one of the hardest interviews to get. One of the most difficult people to interview would be Larry David. Yeah, he's so a, when, a comedic genius, Scott, but ooh, he can be cagey in the interviewing format. We uh, gave Brad the assignment, go out and get Larry David because the show is coming back. And he said, well, I don't know. I, and I said, Come on, you can do it, Brad. <laughs> and guess what? He pulled it off. <laughs> Love it. Mr. David, met you at the Derby. Oh, yeah. The Escalator. Hey, right, right. The Escalator. Yes, yes. You still with that girl? No, that, I don't talk about it. No, no, good, sorry. Yeah. How are you, mate? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah not terrible, yeah. yeah not- Were you playing golf when the figment of this next season happened for you? I don't remember where it was. I don't know how it happened. I think probably the uh, 
I was doing stand-up at the time, right. and I was thinking as I was on stage, I, I think maybe I'll, I'll do Curb again. Yeah. Really? Just out of the blue? Yeah. Do things come to you like that, out of your system, out of your body? I don't know. <laughs> you walk around, things happen, you have social encounters, people are very odd creatures, and, and we do odd things. Uh, do you investigate the human characteristics that kind of disgust you still, or in this next season? I don't, invest, I don't investigate, no. I just try and write some funny shows, that's all. And uh, Yankees, are you happy with the Yankees? Very happy, yes. Enjoyed the season, and I hope they beat uh, Minnesota next week. Any advice for me as a man that's sort of going through life? I'm happily married at this stage. Any advice? Getting bald a bit. Yeah. Are you going to get transplants? Are you, are you, are you going to get transplants? I don't, want, I don't think I should. I should own it, shouldn't I? Or? Yeah, own it. Well, you're married. What do you care? Yeah, just keep making love. <laughs> you were single. I would say, you know, maybe try the transplants. But you're married. What's the difference? Yeah. yeah. Cuddle my wife and... Yeah. Uh, you know, sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's so like, him. I like, the way, I like the way you set up the interview, though, uh, in order to get him. You go... Mr. David, met you at the Derby. Oh, yeah. The Escalator. Hey, right, right. The Escalator. Yes, yes. You still with that girl? He doesn't remember that at all. He might. You're, you're six foot five Australian. You might remember that. You remember that. when I said you're still with that girl? Yeah, he might. <laughs> Whatever girl that was. Yeah. Mr. David, met you at the Derby. Oh, yeah. The es- <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah. No problem. Good job, Brad. You tracked him down. Radio.com. Let's go to Patty and Daily Dirt, the entertainment update. Well, for those of us feeling a desperate need to escape this crazy world via HGTV, I have sad news for you. Fixer Upper is ending. Stars Chip and Joanna Gaines say their series, which showed them renovating homes in Waco, Texas, will end after season five, which starts November 28th. It actually was one of the top-rated cable shows this past season. In addition to the show and thriving business in Waco, they began a magazine called The Magnolia Journal, which has a huge 700,000 subscribers. In this day and age for magazines, that's unheard of. And why is it being taken off? It sells another 500,000 at the newsstand. Well, they are tired of being in the public eye. They have little kids. They say, while we're confident it's the right choice, it's not an easy one. We feel strongly we need to raise our children out of the spotlight. We'll Mm. continue our other business endeavors, it is bittersweet to say goodbye. That's quite a commitment, isn't it? I think it? they that ran out of make, houses in That doesn't make sense. No, like. they have been attacked endlessly. Really? By yeah. people that used to be their friends. But wouldn't they back up the truck, HGTV, and say, we'll pay you more? It, it isn't about money lawsuits, for them. Yeah. so they're, nasty for them. And they're yeah, just they're very good, gentle people, and I think yeah. it just, they got, it, they were horrified by right. the the kind of nasty attention they were getting. A lot of Australians don't trust them, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but, there's, but there's a lot of those shows on that. On that. Yeah, they no, got one after more. the other. Yeah, I don't that, know. that was really, that was one, that and the Property Brothers and maybe yeah. a couple, that was, that was one the of best No, one. but yeah. There's, yeah. there's a bunch of them, there's not a bunch, but several of them with a guy and a girl. No, this know. is the one that started the guy, the husband and wife thing. Uh-huh. And they're well, actually legitimate. That's Flip the or flop might have been uh, before them, 
but then that couple divorced, and now there's flipper-flop Atlanta. There's flipper-flop. They've just picked different towns. There's one in Vegas. There's a spin-off from Fixer Upper, show out too. of L.A., yeah. Yeah, yeah this... but a lot of those are people, uh, not all of them are people who actually did rehab work on houses right. before the show. These guys are legitimate. Have you yeah. ever seen any of the footage that shows what goes on behind the scenes on those shows? On some of the shows? Yeah, because they, but they, the whole thing is really not about construction. It's about staging for the show, and you don't realize that because if you're just watching the show, hey, look, I'm going to work over there, they're tearing the yeah, wall they, out. Yeah, especially like the show Love It or Leave It, they used to say that about, but you never really hear complaints from the people who have their houses done from no, Fixer I'm not, and I'm not complaining they're, about it, but it's just amazing to see how they stage all those shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, well, because they only do. A lot of people, if you only have a certain amount of money to spend and they only have a certain amount to put in, a lot of the rooms don't get done. So they're not going to show you the rooms. But I like how in Waco you can buy a house for $80,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. And oh, and we can completely rebuild it for a hundred grand. I'll tell you what's cool, too. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that program that they use on the computer mm-hmm. to show you what your house is going to look, look, like. look like. I'm yeah. going to like, yeah, give me that right there. <laughs> She's a great designer. She's really, They actually have featured her recently in Architectural Digest. So Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Thank can you, Patty. Can HGTV survive lo- losing their two biggest shows? I don't shows? know. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. They'll, believe me, they'll come up with new hits. Yeah. yeah. They got new stuff. Those brothers are all they got. They're notorious for uh, lowballing a lot of the, you know, the help that they have there. They run that thing on a shoestring. On the, what, the Property Brothers? or No, the, the, all the shows. The budgets. Yeah. The budgets oh, for well, the shows. it sounds like you can't wait for this couple to hit the yeah. road. <laughs> no, I don't mean mind, that. They live in a different place. They live in a place where you can buy houses for No, two, I'm talking yeah, about the actual grand. shows. Them, lap on everything. Yeah, on the shows themselves and the people that do the shows. Right. but That's Scripps Howard. They were... Yeah. They're known for Will we ever see a Scott uh, Shannon renovation show on yeah. there? <laughs> I'll redo yeah. your radio station. Yeah. <laughs> Build a treehouse in your backyard. Yeah, Scott <laughs> Shannon's treehouses. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Shannon in the Morning Big Show Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.